Hello and welcome back to the podcast. In this mini bonus episode, I'm going to talk about coffee. And coffee, I know, is sometimes a very protected and beloved element of your morning routine or your daily routine. And a lot of times I get questions from my clients like, is coffee bad? Do I have to cut out coffee? And my answer is actually no. And there are a lot of things that you can do to make coffee a healthier part of your morning routine because it truly can be impactful on your hormones if you're drinking coffee the wrong way. Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Okay, so I have six tips for you today to make your coffee more hormone friendly and to make your hormones happier even while you are drinking coffee. So some of the things that I see as the biggest issues when we are looking at how you're drinking coffee and how it affects your hormones is number one, something you've heard me say if you've listened to the podcast before, is that when you drink coffee on an empty stomach, you are actually causing more stress in your body. So I know that intermittent fasting teaches that it's healthy for you to not eat breakfast, not eat until noon or so, and to drink black coffee on an empty stomach to avoid spiking your blood sugar. Now, the problem with this is that it doesn't actually avoid spiking your blood sugar because your blood sugar is going to, at some point, drop, whether that is in the night while you are still sleeping, if your blood sugar is dysregulated by something like intermittent fasting, or you're going to have a blood sugar drop sometime during that long period of fasting. And when you not only when you drink coffee, but also just when you are not eating for that long, when you have that drop, your body goes into emergency response mode and it is going to raise your blood sugar to keep you alive because every single cell in your body needs glucose to keep functioning. And when you have that drop and you have that spike, you're still having changes in your blood sugar. It's just not related to food and it's not in a safe way. It's caused by stress hormones. And so when you have coffee, even if you're not intermittent fasting, but if you wake up in the morning and you drink coffee on an empty stomach, you're basically hitting the gas in your car with nothing in the tank. And so you don't have any fuel for your metabolism to actually be increased by coffee. And you are just increasing your cortisol and your adrenaline, your stress hormones, which will make you feel generally more anxious, more jittery, less focused and less good overall. So number one, 
of my tips is to make sure that you are having your coffee after you have a solid breakfast. And a solid breakfast to me looks like a moderate portion of carbs and protein together. So I'm not talking about, you know, like a banana as you run out the door. I'm actually talking about some real food and having definitely some protein in your stomach before you drink that coffee. Number two is having coffee with cream and or sugar, probably both, versus black. And this especially applies if you're having your coffee maybe like a little bit after breakfast versus right with your breakfast or like immediately after your breakfast. But again, going back to the concept of coffee being a metabolic trigger, basically, where you are needing some energy to burn that coffee and for coffee to be used in your body and to um, have its effect on increasing your energy or increasing your metabolism and you have to have something to go on and so even if it's been just a little bit since your breakfast having a little bit of cream and a little bit of sugar in your coffee and i personally think that blending in a little bit of collagen to your coffee is really helpful too it gives your body something to go on it gives you some fuel in the tank and it's very stabilizing especially if you tend to have any jittery feelings or anything like that with your coffee so adding some cream some sugar maple syrup Um, and even some collagen can make your coffee much more of a stabilizing energy force versus it being more of something to make you more anxious or more jittery. And if you're listening and you're like, I don't think I'm ever anxious from coffee, I would actually encourage you to take a little break from coffee and just make sure because sometimes when we are used to having something every single day, we can't tell that that is something that is actually increasing our stress hormones or making us anxious. So I definitely think there are times that there it can be very warranted to actually take a break from coffee. That's just not something that I'm talking about today. Um, number three is going to be think about the amount of coffee you're drinking. And what I generally recommend is not more than a cup of coffee a day on a regular basis. So if you're regularly drinking you know, two, three, four cups of coffee, that should be a red flag for you. Honestly, when we are in such a stressed state and such a depleted state that we either crave that adrenaline of getting a little bit of caffeine in our systems throughout the day, or we're so incredibly exhausted that you like actually can't get through without that much coffee. To me, that is a sign that your adrenal glands truly, truly need some support and that there's probably a lot to look at in your lifestyle or in your nutrition that could be changed if you were not constantly like artificially propping yourself up with coffee. Because coffee, like I mentioned before, it does increase your stress hormones and it also increases your, like it kind of helps prop up your blood sugar because of the stress hormones that are produced. And it's not in a good way. It's not in a healthy way for your body. And so really reducing your coffee to one cup a day. And even I would recommend not having to have one cup every single day would be more ideal, but just being able to enjoy it as something that you enjoy or a treat or, um, you know, use it on a day that you truly like had a baby up all night or something like that. But, um, 
I think that the quantity of coffee that we drink in the U.S. is generally pretty excessive, and I think that it is incredibly beneficial to your hormones to cut back on coffee. And so if you are drinking a couple of cups of coffee a day and you're thinking that you might want to cut back, I would recommend cutting back to the one cup like kind of pretty soon after breakfast in the morning and then stopping coffee for the rest of the day because that will truly help your circadian rhythms. It will help your sleep. It will help your stress. There's so many benefits to reducing the amount of coffee that you're drinking. Number four is let's look at the quality of your coffee. So of course, if you are buying coffee at Starbucks or a chain coffee shop, you're honestly getting probably a lot of crap in your coffee. So first things first, the filter or the water is very likely not filtered. So you're getting some tap water with who knows what in it with your coffee And then the quality of your coffee is very likely going to be pretty low at most coffee shops. And you're not only getting, you know, potentially some pesticides in your coffee, you also may be getting some additional chemicals if they've added flavors. And then also whatever syrups they're using usually have high fructose corn syrup. The whatever type of milk they're using is generally not high quality as well. And so coffee shop coffee is not going to be the best case scenario. Do I still sometimes have coffee at a coffee shop? Yes, I do. And I truly believe that when we look at what we're doing on a regular basis, that's what matters most. So if I'm getting coffee at a coffee shop once or twice a month, not a big deal compared to If we're getting coffee at a coffee shop every single day or multiple times a week, it's just going to have more of an effect on your body. And I actually still will try to find coffee shops that have more of a local or high quality ingredient option because generally it's just going to be less processed and that's the kind of business I like to support anyway. Um, so think about the quality and when you're making coffee at home, what I look for in quality is I do think it's really important for the coffee to be organic. And I think that single origin is best case scenario because there's less chance of contamination with things like pesticides, but even with mold or things like that as well. Um, for very high quality coffee, I recommend purity coffee. I have recently switched to that. My husband and I get the five pound bag and we use it really in a way that we just like make sure we're enjoying it because it is pretty pricey and I actually can taste the difference. Um, I really like the taste of the purity coffee and um, they they really test for a lot of things that other coffee companies do not test for, specifically mold, which has become more important to us lately. And that may not be important to you right now and that is also okay, but I will link um, purity in the show notes so you can look at that if you're interested in upgrading the quality of your coffee. I do think that that matters for the way that your body is able to use it and the amount of stress hormones that it causes in your body. Um, Okay, so number five is actually the quality of your water. So if you're making coffee at home and you don't have filtered water, that may be something to think about. Not truly because of your coffee, because hopefully that is a small amount of the water that you're drinking in a day, Um, but filtering your water can be really important for your hormones because depending on the city that you are in, there is a lot of stuff in our water and this is not something I've gotten into very much on the podcast yet, but a lot of our water sources have not only pesticides, but they have a 
I mean, on purpose, things like fluoride, things like chlorine, those are not great for our bodies, but then also we're getting a lot of things that are leached into the soil. So things from people's yards, potentially hazardous waste from, you know, like accidental spills. We can also be getting a lot of pharmaceuticals in our water, which is gross in my opinion. And so I personally use a reverse osmosis filter with remineralization. I think that that is about the best and like most cost-effective option that I've found. If you're looking for like a filtered pitcher, I really like the Clearly Filtered brand for that. They have a really high quality pitcher and it's still much better price than like installing a whole home system or even something under your sink. So just consider that we're talking about coffee, but just in general, um, for you and for your family, it really could be important to start filtering your water. So I thought that that was something I wanted to share today when we're talking about coffee and making coffee at home. Um, the next tip that I wanted to share too, when you're making your coffee at home or you're drinking your coffee out is what you make your coffee with and what you drink your coffee with is out of is also really important. So if you are drinking hot coffee out of a plastic travel mug or out of the cup that they give you at the coffee shop with the plastic lid, there are a lot of chemicals in that as well, just from the plastics and the plastics can leach into your coffee when you're drinking something hot out of plastic or eating something hot out of plastic. There are going to be, yes, it is micro amounts, but we have a lot of micro amounts of plastic getting into our bodies. Um, and those lids from the coffee shop are, do include the PFAS chemicals that are considered forever chemicals that are really hard for a body to detox. And so I recommend if you are drinking coffee at a coffee shop, even after all of the things that I'm saying about it, um, that you take the lid off for sure, or bring your own like stainless steel or ceramic coffee mug so that you can have, you can just, you know, pour it straight in there once you get it, or even ask them to put your coffee in that mug just to avoid getting, you know, a little bit more plastics and a little more hormone disrupting chemicals into your body just from your nice little drive-through coffee habit. Um, when you're making coffee at home, drinking coffee at home, um, hopefully you're not drinking it out of plastic, but if you have been drinking it out of plastic, maybe that's an easy switch that you can give yourself for an early mother's day present or just for a happy Friday present, um, get yourself a nice coffee mug or like a travel mug that is, that does not have a plastic lid that is not made of plastic and you can enjoy your coffee or other warm drinks a little bit more safely from that. I also have, and this may feel extra to you, and if so, totally fine, but in our home, we have switched away from using a coffee pot that drips the water through plastic for the same reasons, whether that's like a Keurig or like a traditional coffee pot. So we have a stainless steel French press that we make coffee with, um, or I'm kind of wanting to get a pour over just for fun, but those just thinking about again, like the hot water going through plastic again and again, lots of days out of your life. I think it's something to consider because plastics do truly disrupt our hormones and can be endocrine, endocrine disruptors. So they can affect your adrenal glands and your stress and your hormone detoxification. So again, you know, all of these things may seem small, but making these small changes really adds up. And I love making small changes in ways that don't cost me extra time. And so just switching to a different weight of making your coffee or a coffee maker that doesn't have 
your coffee going through plastic is basically a really easy switch. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to talk about as far as coffee goes is it is also important to consider the effects of coffee on your teeth. I know it is popular or it was popular for a while to drink coffee out of a straw so that it didn't stain your teeth. And I do think that there could be something to that. I don't personally do that, but even more specifically, if you have trouble with cavities or you're just wanting to improve your oral health overall, sipping on your coffee mom style throughout like five hours throughout the day, not only is kind of going to like mess with your stress hormones on a pretty irregular basis throughout the day, but actually it's not great for your teeth either, especially if you're following my advice and you have a little bit of cream and sugar in your coffee. So ideally it would be really helpful for your teeth and for your stress hormones to drink your coffee, not like in a big guzzle, but like kind of all at once, like over the span of 30 minutes or over the span of maybe an hour, because I do have little kids and I understand that uninterrupted coffee time is pretty rare. Um, but thinking about, you know, like eating your breakfast and then finishing your coffee soon after and being able to brush your teeth is going to really make a difference in your oral health, which interestingly enough, the bacteria that are in our mouth and the health of our mouth really impacts your entire body because it impacts your entire digestive tract. So those bacteria in your mouth can get down into your gut and cause overgrowth, which can cause inflammation, which can cause hormone issues and more stress on the body as well. And this is not to come from a place of fear by any means or like fear mongering. I know it kind of like sounds like a lot, but it's just something to think about because again, that's an easy fix that you can make your coffee intake in a little bit shorter period of time, brush your teeth and be done with it so that you are not having, you know, that sweet residue on your teeth for a long time throughout the day. And then if you are not a coffee drinker and somehow you made it to the end of this episode, I love you so much. Thank you for staying. And or if you are someone who wants to maybe cut back on your coffee, I have a couple of alternatives for you that I like. So I go through periods of time that I don't necessarily drink coffee. Right now, I do drink coffee a couple times a week, but I've gone through different alternatives in the past because especially when my adrenal glands were really shot and when I have been in really stressful seasons or even in my luteal phase, I don't necessarily drink as much coffee. I don't even drink it a couple times a week like my normal. And so some of my favorite alternatives are things like matcha. Um, matcha is a powdered green tea and it has a lot of antioxidants. My very favorite one is matcha and moringa and they call it machinga, cute little name, um, from Perfect Supplements. So I will link that for you in the show notes. I really like that one for just a like gentle energy boost. I find that it doesn't make me jittery at all. And I'll make a little matcha latte sometimes. And I really enjoy that one. I also felt like that when I was having some brain fog in the past, I felt like that had helped me with brain fog. So I liked that option that does have some caffeine still. I also like the coffee alternative blends by Rasa. They have adaptogenic blends and they do not taste like coffee. I'll never tell you that they do, but you can make them in a similar way to coffee and kind of have that same ritual, but they are so nourishing for your adrenal gland. So especially if you're in a place of like a lot of burnout right now, and it sounds like a good time for you to switch away from coffee for a while, Rasa will still give you some really gentle energy but it will do it in a non-caffeine way. So I really like that. They also do have an option that is like a blend of coffee and adaptogens too, if that's something you like. And I also like the um, Four Sigmatic coffees. They have a lot less caffeine. 
So that is a coffee alternative that is still coffee, but I do like those as well. Um, and then I also recently tried the dandy blend and that I thought was kind of a nice alternative to coffee. It doesn't taste like coffee, but it does have a little bit of the same feel, which I thought was nice. So those are my coffee alternative options and that's all I have for today.